Dudley Spike Playoff Edition. Playoff soccer is only a few days away for our lady Nida. Welcome in, everybody. Sydney here, Tommy here, Tyler. Unfortunately, a little bit under the weather. He will not be joining us this time around. Tommy, how are you? I'm bored. I want to watch. I want to watch a playoff game. Everyone else is having fun, and we're just sitting here waiting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, plays have been pretty good. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, any surprises, by the way? If you like goals, I've got a playoff format for you. <laughs> there's goals. If you bet the unders, this isn't working for, for you. Sure. I, over three goals a game, every game. Goodness, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if that means um, really good offense or really bad defense. It means either one or the other. But, um, yeah, I mean, no surprises for me. Obviously, you guys probably already know it by now. I picked <laughs> Sporting Kansas City to be swept by St. Louis City. And that, of course, is no longer a possibility. Um, 4-1. I mean, I wasn't expecting 4-1. I'll be honest. I was expecting four one to came to the city, but I probably should have come and seen it coming due to their form and due to how they've been playing of late. So that was the only away team to this point to win a match in the Endless Cup playoffs thus far. So a little against the grain there. And yes, where Kansas City now have a home match to decide the series potentially. Of course, if Sporting Kansas City, I'm sorry, St. Louis wins. Goes to three matches, but I think that's the only surprise for me. Cincy clobbered Red Bulls, um, LAFC clobbered their opponent. I mean, what about you? I mean, anything that stuck out to you? I mean, you mentioned goals, but just fun. I mean, I, I this playoff format, we have to see how it continues to evolve, right? We have to see what happens. It starts happening with these game two, see if if the, the home team continues to win them. In this format, but when the playoff format changed to single elimination, you know, people were really excited. You know, this is like NFL football. You know, we're just going to see some great games. And that was the exact opposite of what we saw. You know, we've talked about this past couple of weeks. In those games, you'd see 0-0, try to get to penalties. And, you know, the, the better team was um, getting upset on constantly. And, you know, it was that's not what MLS wanted. Now you've got more games, which is what MLS wanted. And you want you, you most likely want the better team to, to get out of it. So as you progress through the playoffs, you've got better teams playing against each other. But we're only a few games in. So we'll see once we start getting the game two here. Now, are we going to see any other upsets? I think there's three matchups left. I'm not sure, but I think we're all hoping there's one potentially on Wednesday where we could do the exact same thing. But it's a playoff game, and it's a, it's something that we haven't, you know, had in a few years. Yeah. So I think no the... A little bit still of a downer. I'm still down on the whole Amada situation. But... Yeah. It's still... it. You know, you gotta... You know, it's, it's the Ted Lasso believe thing, right? Like, you gotta believe. Right. And <laughs> I, I'm going back to Columbus. I've... I'm spending my entire my Don't entire like three. I was just in Cincinnati. Now I'm going to Columbus on Wednesday. Man, it, it can't. 
I'm going to knock on everything. It, it, it cannot, the state of Ohio, aren't you? It cannot be worse than the last time they went to Columbus, right. okay? <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not Star Wars night, it's not raining, which both are set to not happen, I think we're going to be okay. And yeah, high we'll scoring see. obviously helps this team, right? Like, if, yeah. if this continues this way and it's a shootout, yeah, we don't have Almada, but we still have a lot of high scoring power without Almada. The question is, how can it all sync up together? And we'll talk yeah. about that with our guests a little bit in a little bit. Who do we have, Sydney? Doug Robertson from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. He'll be joining us. He'll also be at Columbus, so maybe the, the two of you can hook connect together and um, yeah, share commiserations with each other about the match. But um, yeah, Doug will be there um, covering the match, of course, for the AJC, and Doug will be here um, later on in the show. Tyler, of course, we said unable to join us. He is recovering, I think, from laryngitis, but he's encouraging either our chat to knock on all the freaking wood. So I think you've done that. You definitely have it- done that. There, there's been Doing a lot. It again. Doing it again, yes. So, yeah, we'll talk to Doug later on and get his thoughts and insight on how he thinks the match will play out and the series will play out. Uh, as a reminder, scarfseffects.com, that's our website, patreon.com slash scarfs and spikes. Um, get access to our Discord, support our work. Sorry, at $1.17 a month. Scarfsandspikes.etsy.com, get some stickers for yourself, stick them wherever. Legally, of course, don't get in trouble, but um, yeah, all the way to what's Wednesday? Um, Wednesday is our watch along, isn't it? For patrons, yeah, you guys, I'm gonna have to set you guys up, but yeah, it's you you guys are are running with it. Are you gonna make a guest appearance on there or what? Maybe I'll get Doug to be a guest appearance on it too. (laughs) We could share a camera together and uh, we could we could do what my my daughter does with uh, her boyfriend. I could like give him one of my AirPods. Could each have an AirPod in our ear and yeah. come into the scarves and, and spikes watch along. But yeah, the watch along is like the greatest part, I, I think, of what we do here. Right? We, we've had a lot of fun throughout this season. Um, if you haven't been a part of it, now's the time to do it. We hop on Zoom. Uh, we, we everybody hops on. Some people hop on camera. Some don't. Uh, and just hang out and and cheer and. Uh, we do shots during goals. Uh, we do a little bit of everything uh, there, and it, it's fun. If you're just at home and you need something else, it's a it's a second yeah. screen a second screen uh, experience. That that's that's fun. <laughs> that five five set second screen experience. It's, it's been it's been a day. <laughs> Are you getting uh, some skylight chili when you're down there in Columbus, or? That's Cincinnati. That's more of a Cincinnati thing than a than a Columbus yeah. thing. I I didn't. I, I'm not a chili. Now my wife would would do a lot of chili, but we do a lot of Waffle Houses though on the way home from uh, from Cincinnati to Columbus. That that ride home is it's boring, boring. So I it's beautiful, right? Yeah, seventy one. I take okay. seventy one all the way. It's. Uh, it's something you see the hell is real sign ton of waffle houses and little known fact about 10 miles uh, away from the cincinnati is the only hooters left in in ohio really so there's hooters in ohio so when i whenever i come i always stay downtown by the american over there and they've got uh a hooters right around the corner so like that's how i i you know i I get my my wings because i like their wings over there they're they're pretty good so yeah 
Okay. Just just small okay, facts about Ohio. There's rain, hell is real sign, lots of uh, skyline chili, lots of Waffle Houses, and one Hooters. That's, that's all you need. <laughs> Anything else we should know about Ohio? You're an Ohio expert, so it's cold right now. It, it's gonna it's gonna be cold. I I was looking yeah. at the weather. Uh, it's gonna be around 40s or 50s, somewhere in between there. Likely game time. Yeah. It's yeah, uh, and they're having right? a blackout. I mentioned this in the last show, but they announced that mm-hmm. the they want they're they're promoting everybody to all wear black at, at this game. So we'll see how that goes because I think one of the things that really makes the NHL really cool um, mm-hmm. is you know how they some teams you know will do a certain color like uh, the the Winnipeg Jets do a whiteout, which is always really cool. If you could get enough people to you know buy into that. That, that's that's a pretty cool thing to see. So we'll 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 see how the environment is there. But the game sold out. Uh, game one is sold out. Uh, game three is pretty much sold out, from my understanding. If there is a game three, if I, I don't I don't feel good about this game. So I'm hoping there's a game three. I, I really I really I really do. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it should be a interesting series. I'm Laura. I feel this beautiful ground was the newest specific stadiums of the country as you all know so that should be an interesting series going on uh, over the next couple of weeks uh so let's take a look i mean we're talking about playoffs let's take a look at kind of the um results over the weekend real quick uh, we mentioned lasc 5 2 over vancouver since 3 over the red bulls great Kansas city 4-1 st louis so those were kind of the high scoring ones philly beating new england 3-1 at home that's no big surprise Philly never lose at home, and Houston, who have been terrific at home, the RSL two one. So all those teams, of course, have a one nothing uh, series lead. Um, one of the things that stood out for New England, uh, the Revs, not only did they lose three um, one, but they also lose. Um, they also lose. Um, they also lost one of their key players for another you know, main of the series. I think uh, Carlos Kia. It's out, and that's obviously a big injury for the Revs. It really puts their back against the wall even more. I don't think the Revs are going to win at home against Philadelphia. There's just a lot going on there behind the scenes that have affected the LAFC well on their way, I think. Um, Houston, going back to um, Real Salt Lake rematch, too. I think uh, they'll sweep the series, I feel. Um, Cincinnati, I think, is going to come away with the sweep. I think they'll beat Red Bulls on the road. Sporting Kansas City, my mind has kind of changed about um, Sporting KC. I think they win at Children's Mercy Park. I know you thought they'd win the series overall, but that loss or that win at City Park in front of that crowd, so much expectations for St. Louis City, um, their first playoff match, their incredible season they, that they've been on, and then that happens just a tough performance for them. And now Baxter gets the wall for City as they look to win the next two matches. I don't think they will. I know we kind of talked about it earlier. I thought City would sweep. Now they're they just run to a wall called Sporting Kansas City. I think they have it all to do. They need to win the next two to advance. I don't know if they'll do it. They may win the next one, but I think they'll win a third. One of the things that sticks out to me, and it's been sticking out to me for a while, is you've seen the the New England Revolution be one of the the, the top clubs in MLS, you know, consistently. 
and, and you've seen everything that went down with Bruce Serena, and there's been some other situations as well with their front office, you've slowly started to see their decline, right? Like the whole Bruce Serena thing was handled extremely odd. Uh, they, they were very quiet with their fans. Uh, you know, the players are obviously upset. You know, when, when it bleeds down to the players not wanting yeah. to practice, I know I keep bringing this up, but it's just hilarious to me that, like, yeah. it's that bad that, that a situation gets gets there, you know? We still don't know what he said. I mean, you think it would, like, no. kind of be counter something like that. We still don't know what he said. No, and like, and and now, and then you see the team continue to to, to go down, and you know, I, I expected a sweep here. I I expect some changes, and you know, one thing I, I've been thinking about the past couple of years is when we're at this point um, over the past couple of seasons, where is where's Atlanta United been? You know, going into the you know either the playoffs or the off season because a lot of times we're moving into the off season right now because uh, we haven't been making the playoffs. We are we are stable and like, I, I know we're talking about other teams, but I thinking about just where other, some other teams are currently like you have to feel comfortable with where we're at. Now there's still questions for Atlanta United, obviously going towards the future. Is this Gonzalo Pineda stay here? Um, what does happens to Carlos Bocanegra? Um, you, you have all these different storylines are still going to be happening, but man, I feel really good about where we are at this point, whether we get, Swept in this playoffs, we we sweep them. Uh, whatever happens in a game three, I feel good uh, at the direction of where this team is going to be from now until February twenty something, when we start back up. We are we are becoming stable again because every off season has been, oh shit, what's going to happen to this team now? Right. Like it's, uh, right. you know, I, you know, we just bring in Pineda, but then we get embarrassed in the playoffs. What's going to happen? And we've got a lot of roster questions. I mean, we've got a, we have a ton. Like, let's not pretend like this offseason is going to be boring. You've got a lot. Brad Guzan, Josetu, Almada, um, the front office stuff we I just mentioned. Like, yeah. we've got a lot going on. But despite all of that, you're like. This roster is pretty damn good. And Miles, yeah, thank you. I, I forgot about Miles. Yeah, uh, Robinson. Yeah, I'll bring this up. Dan saying Miles Amato likely gone. Silva Parato wins in. Right, they're they're resigning Silva. I mean, no, no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. About it. A uh, Parato maybe not. But then if Miles is gone, you're going to need some cover for him if he leaves. So, um, yeah, th- that's an excellent point, Dan. Um, and I see where you're going with this, but I feel like. Yeah, Silva, yeah, being resigned, and yeah, who's the mouse replacement? So, and who's the Almada replacement if he doesn't return? But go ahead. But like, like Miles, though, we've talked about this over the 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 past couple, like maybe the month. Like, Miles has just been okay, right? Like he hasn't been superstar Miles. He he's been leaking some goals. Uh, had a nice goal, in, you know, against Columbus last time. So let's let's not forget that. But can you find someone else out there with your new scouting analytics that might be a better player than Miles and possibly be cheaper on the cap? Potentially. I think so. There's a lot of good defenders out there that aren't Miles Robinson that make less money um, that can do that. Like, I, I don't feel losing Miles is, is going to be the end of the world. The Almada situation, obviously, is going to be very interesting here. Yeah. 
But again, like you, you, you look at this last transfer window and you even look at, you know, some of the signings you brought on before you had all your analytics. Like you brought in Yakamakis, who's obviously, you know, should be almost newcomer of the year. Sorry, Messi. You've already won an award today. We're we're good. But like you're you're bringing in good players, right? Like and the couple, oh, these aren't going to work. Were were band aids, right? Like Barry was not going to be anything here long term. He was a very short term signing. He was on his way out there. It's okay, right? And like you know, and even thinking about it, you know, we we still got the U twenty two issue too right like you still got Sosa you know and Ibarra and, and Mascara that you have to figure out but again like these all like all the like it doesn't seem like we're going into a disaster we have a core crew and some of these players that haven't been performing you can get those guys out and replace them with with better players like Sosa you're, you're probably going to be able to move and then Ibarra I mean I, I think everyone agrees you know we uh we the other day on Instagram, Ibarra posts a, a random picture of himself in an Atlanta United, uh, you know, a picture of him while he was playing for Atlanta United. Is yeah. that like, please take me back? <laughs> would be would be interesting. Would be interesting if he returns. Would be very interesting yeah. if he returns. Um, I think you could find better, right? Like, I think you. I think the way this club's going, I think all of them are there, and and Zilf writes all. All, all three should leave. But if you're going to have a U22, you know, U, U22s are kind of a crapshoot, right? Like, you don't you yeah. don't know what you're going to get. I've liked what I've seen from Mascara since, you know, especially um, after League's Cup, right? I think he's done an extremely good job for a backup there. You know, I understand he's depth, right? And he's part of the U22. Now, if you can go and find yeah. someone better, sure. Can you remove all three U22s at one offseason? That's going to be some magic that you're going to have to do to to, to get rid of them. Like I I I the whole point of this and my 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 5 minute rant here or whatever is there's a lot of changes happening, but the stability of this team is pretty solid here and I I'm not crying over players that we're going to lose potentially in this window except Almada and you know, yeah. there could be someone out there that you can get that might be a little bit different, but could be better. And you potentially have two uh, DP spots to fill. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm, I feel good. Like, I, and just because going back to the revolution, yeah. it's it's all downhill for one of the, the best clubs, you know, over, you know, the, the past five years. And I always feel like we're in that situation, right? Atlanta United just went from all the way to the top, and then we just keep going down, right? Just keeps getting worse for us. No, like we're we're getting better, and we have flexibility this off season to make this team better than where they are. Yeah, indeed, you can be a worse, lot worse spot for sure. Um, and yeah, this could be a definitely an interesting off season. So you got kind of got two schools of thought. Um, you have some people say Mascara's not good enough. I see um, Zilf in the chat saying he's not good enough. But then you have Nile in the chat saying he likes Mascara. Um, Zilf saying, you know, there's better U22 players. There certainly is. So you could definitely have two schools of thought there. I see a couple of people in the chat telling you about Barry. Barry's definitely got his with the RA here. So no question that he is out. <laughs> um, but I'm Barry. I'm Barry. Yeah. One of the last times I could say this, I need to get it out of my system. 
I'm not going to be very sad when he's gone. Okay, I'm done. You keep going. I'm going to mute myself now. We're, Thanks. We're, we're, ending, we're ending the show. I mean, we can't, we can't continue. I'm sorry. I'm muting your mic. <laughs> you already muted yours. You should leave it muted. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. But um, yeah, so that's that's where Lady Night kind of sits um, going into the off season and bring it back to the playoffs. We talked about New England losing LAFC again. Big win over Vancouver. Houston, I'm really impressed with Houston. Ben Olsen happened in a really good spot. And it's great to see what happens when you have ownership that's actually invested in the team, invested in making them better, not hanging on one person to make your team better. I mean, he, of course, had um, Rooney and Acosta back in D.C., and they didn't get too far. But then he just the team just got it and stripped. Didn't have any stars in it, but now he has some star power in Houston. Atiate, um, Dasi, Griffin Dorsey, Franco Escobar, player, uh, playoff Franco in the mix too. So he's been doing well, and they look like they can make a decent run at it. Hell in the shell, you know. Obviously, the heat won't be as dominant as it was early in the year, but yeah, Houston's looking good. Uh, and in Cincinnati, no surprises there, I think. So it's kind of the um, the playoff picture right now. Um, as we're recording, Orlando City's playing Nashville. Um, Seattle's set to play Dallas later on on Monday. We're recording right now, so things will change uh, by the time to set your podcatchers. So that's the schedule. And then you have Atlanta playing on Wednesday, kind of like on the little lonesome with Columbus. So. Do you think the, I mean, right now, as far as like trends go, do you think it's Cincinnati and LAFC and MLS Cup? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. LAFC, if they hit that next gear um, with Buanga, with Vela, with their other supplemental pieces, I think they'll be a tough out. Um, they should certainly showed it against Vancouver. Vancouver just overwhelmed, but it wouldn't surprise me if LAFC got back there in. No, they're healthier than they were earlier in the season. The pieces are there, and it looks like they really have have a chance to make it. So it's that the same thing. Everyone's healthy. Um, Lacosta probably the MVP. Vasquez is still there, obviously. That can score too. Um, Miaska, defender of the year finalist. So yeah, a lot of reasons to think that Cincinnati LEC could be the MLS Cup final this year. I mean, it's obviously like it's an easy take at this moment, especially after St. Louis lost. But you, you look at their performances and, and it's like, damn, they look good. And LAFC, like when they could turn it on, they can turn it on w- when they absolutely need to. I don't. I wouldn't like to see them back. I, I like someone yeah. to, uh, you know, I, I like chaos, especially if Atlanta United's not in it. I just want to see the world burn. Just a neutral, right? Yeah, just yeah. Well, off, once I know? become a neutral, like <laughs> screw it. I I want the most random things to happen, you know, throughout the playoffs, and, and that's that, that's that's okay. And you know, right there with you. It's going to be crazy here. Is that if Atlanta United ends up knocking out Columbus, right? Their season's going to end in Cincinnati. Then they're going to play two out of three in Columbus. And then they're going to go right back to Cincinnati. So we're kind of yeah. like the Atlanta slash Ohio uh, United at, at this point because this is just becoming a home. A dream come true for me. 
Yeah, exactly. With you being in Ohio, there's a possibility though that if or there's a possibility that next Tuesday the lone home match of the series. There's a possibility that it could be a Lady United's last home match of the season. Uh, Not with that negativity. Hey, I mean, <laughs> depending I, on I get it. Depending on other yeah, yeah, depending on other results around the Eastern Conference, but. There's a possibility, but now we're just focused on Columbus, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about, it, of course, a little later with Doug. But uh, we um, in training, Pineda was saying that you can see Sabah kind of fill in that spot where Amada is for match one, and yeah, I'd like to see that. We have a really lethal attack, I think. Um, Yakimakis, yeah, no. Some power on the wings, fielder on the wings. I imagine that means with get on the other side, the stop in the middle. So I mean that's a pretty pretty healthy attack. So I mean guys will need to kind of step up in ways that they haven't stepped up before, especially Mosquera. This is his biggest match that he's played as an Atlanta United player. And yeah, it, it's all but a given that he'll start if Saba kind of plays that quote unquote number 10 role. So how does he rise to the occasion? How does he step in? How does he show that, hey, you know, I belong in this lineup. I have a place in this team beyond, you know, 2023. So a lot of, you know, things that we'll have to keep tabs on, you know, for this series, Wednesday especially, since that's a match that Almada will not be playing in. But, yeah, that's kind of what Pene was saying in training. And Doug was there, I believe, and I'm sure he'll more light on the situation when he comes in. I listened to Brooks Lennon today, and and I would uh, tell everybody after this, if, if you're listening, uh, I mean, go to YouTube and, and watch Brooks Lennon talk. And, you know, man, if there's, you know, whether Brad Guzan's here or not next year, and that's, that's obviously another huge question for this team, Brooks just talks like a guy that that's just a captain, right? The captain without the band, you know, mm. the, or in hockey, the guy without the C or the A on it. Mm. I, I love hearing Brooks talk. Um, you know, yeah. he, he really, it, it, he, it looks like he demands respect and, and, and how he, he speaks to the media. Like he believes that this, he believes in this team. And um, I, I liked everything that he had to say here because, you know, they're obviously going into this game, you know, not the favorite at, at all, but I mean, you you need someone with, with confidence to keep this team calm. And I think that he's definitely one of those guys and for the future too, right? Like if Brad's gone, I mean, he's obviously has to be the, the vocal voice because that conversation's yeah. gone on too long. Who's the captain? Who's the captain of, right. of this team? And, you know, cause Brad's been out so much. It's Brooklyn yeah. for sure. No, I mean, no question. I, I feel like, I feel like you're right. I mean, he, <laughs> Maybe with a few, a couple of exceptions, he's out there like every match, every minute, and he rested a little bit against Cincinnati. But the guy's a workhorse, and he's just improved his craft in so many ways um, since he came here. I mean, what was it? What twenty nineteen and the trade with RSL or something like that? Twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen. But um, yeah, Brooks and Lennon from the time that he came to Lenny United versus now, it's a much different player. Um, and fact checking, fact checking myself is, yeah, the 2019 off season. So 2020 on, 
you look at 2020 Brooks Lennon, look at 2023 Brooks Lennon, and the differences are just striking. His command, his style of play, his vocalness, you know, just the total package. And I think, you know, he's still relatively young. I mean, all all things considered, he's, I think, 25 years old or 26 years old. So he still could be a player that could work himself into the national team discussion, uh, especially with a good playoff run. He's not going to be like a nation's league or anything like that. Um, but maybe in the winter camp, in the January camp, I don't know if Greg Berhalter doesn't bring him in and see um, what he can do and maybe crown him out for a couple of matches against some maybe lower-tier opponents. So Brooks is terrific. He has been terrific, and I'm totally with you that he deserves the arm back if if um, Greg Zan is not with the team in 2024. Obviously, if he is, then Brad is the captain, but if not, I think Brooks has more than proven that he deserves the arm back. Armband. All right. Um, we'll have our predictions of the match. Match went a little bit later on, but as promised, we have from the Atlanta Journal Constitution, Doug Robertson or Tyler Pilgrim. You decide. You, you look like you look a lot like Doug. We'll just stick with Doug this time. I'm not with <laughs> Tyler Pilgrim. <laughs> How's it going? How are y'all? Good. First impressions about. Atlanta Columbus, based on what you've seen and heard from training over the past couple of days. Uh, well, first, Braguzan's contract is through 2024 with an option for 2025. So unless okay. he retires, he will be with the team next year. <laughs> okay. Uh, second. Well, what? Well, on that point. He just comes uh, in with – he comes in high. Yeah. <laughs> Ruins my night in, in five seconds. Oh, okay. So, Continue. So look, Let's 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 tackle that point real quick. Um, does Braguzan retire the off season? In your uh, in your mind, you don't think so? No. Okay. No. And, and, and fr- frankly, I think that he's taken a lot of unnecessary heat. Um, some goals should he have done better on, yes, but others, as uh, Pineda said today, they can't keep allowing as many big chances as they keep allowing, and you're just not going to find too many goalkeepers in any league that can stop big chances like the the first one by Cincinnati a point blank shot uh, from a, a back post runner that should have been marked and wasn't the second one a point blank header another back post run that the guy wasn't marked I don't know what Brad is supposed to do about that um, those are two examples of just some stuff are the numbers what everyone wants them to be no but that doesn't mean that he's performing poorly it could also mean that he's being let down by the people in front of him sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, at the same time, you know, given Brett's age, I can understand the conversations that are being had. Um, he, he certainly is a goalkeeper that he was in 2017, but I think looking at it as the kind of player he is, the pride he has in his craft, um, just his tenacity. I mean, look, he came from a leg injury much quicker than plan much quicker than people thought. So, I mean, he's not going to go away quick kicking and screaming, I would think. No, I do. The cap hit, though, is is my concern. Well, who knows what the contract is for next year because it was low, then it went back up again. Um, I'm sorry, it was high, then it went low, then it went back up again. So we'll see what it is next year. I do think 
fairly certain the team is going to try to bring in a goalkeeper to definitely compete uh, as a starter to be the future uh, after the 2024 season. But yeah. we'll just have to see what happens in the offseason. And the team's not there yet because Columbus. Um, yeah. And what should be, even without Tiago in the lineup, I think a pretty high-scoring series based upon what we're seeing in the trends in the playoffs so far this season. Uh, 4.4 goals per game uh, in just round one, 4.1 goals per game if you count the two wildcard matches, which is like one and a half times the regular season average per match. Then you have the two highest scoring teams in Major League Soccer facing off against each other. You got to figure that is going to go up a little bit more. So it should be a lot of fun to watch. And yeah. a lot of goals scored too between the both of them. And that, that just adds to just does every game average over four goals? If so, I'm going to have a lot more gray hairs by the end of the series. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's going to be cold. I'm curious how the cold affects both teams. Um, it's going to be a lot colder than it has been. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be rain. I don't think there is. But it's going right to be different because everyone's used to playing in you know, what's been beautiful weather for the past few weeks. And now you go into what's not going to be a whole lot of fun. You know, this cold front, we were talking about it before you came on, this cold front is kind of sweeping in and dropping temperatures everywhere. So, yeah, I agree. That will definitely be a factor. Um, so let's talk about training. Um, of course, Pineda met the media today. And obviously the big question is, what will the 11 look like without Amada? Because, I mean, we all agree, he, he can't replace Tiago Amada like for like. It sounded like Saba might be that player, that quote-unquote number 10 slot. Um, I guess, what are your thoughts and how do you see things shaking out from a standpoint of who starts in place at the Mata on Wednesday? I could see Saba uh, playing as the attacking midfielder, which would get Mosquera on the wing, which would maybe keep, not that Saba's not fast, but Mosquera is, is really fast. So having him on one side and Silva on the other may keep Columbus's fullbacks back a little bit and not getting yeah. into the attack as much. But that's if Columbus comes out in something different than that back three that it typically plays, that 3-2-2-2 two, two, two that it likes to play. It wouldn't matter a whole lot. The concern for me uh, with Saba, if he plays as an attacking midfielder, is the defensive responsibilities in the middle of the pitch. This position he hasn't played. They have had, what, 10 days or so for him to train if that's the decision they made early. It also wouldn't surprise me to see like a Tyler Wolf, uh, maybe – coming in because he has been in the system. He would know the defensive responsibilities. Or the other option, and I can't decide which one I like more, is you go back to the three center backs, the two wing backs. You don't have a true 10. You, you have two central midfielders playing underneath Yurgos, really mm. try to clog up that middle, which is where Columbus likes to operate, and make them go around you down the edges, where if they try to send in crosses – between Miles Robinson and Abram, you should win a lot of those. Yeah. It, it, again, it's, it's the question that everyone be asking, not just here in Atlanta, but around MLS. So I'd be interested to see what um, Donata does on Wednesday. And unfortunately, I've been back for game two, but you know, this is game one. And you can't afford to go down one on the road. I mean, we saw. Um, Forty Kansas City win 
on the road against St. Louis City after every single team has won at home in playoffs thus far. So Atlanta, you know, try to keep maybe can draw inspiration from that and get a win on the road themselves. Um, so just kind of looking back on the regular season as a whole, and you see how he scored a lot of goals, gave up a lot of goals as well. And we talked about a little with the defense, just very fragile, very inconsistent, disappointing. And you know, we've had Brad in about it in the locker room, and he's not been too happy with <laughs> that um, that um, idea that, okay, the back line is still making some of those mistakes that they made early in the season. I mean, I asked him about it, and he wasn't too riddled with questioning. But it's true. I mean, time and time again, this team just continues to – not put teams away and not hold leads. And now that you're in the playoffs, that could really be a much bigger detriment because you know, if you blow a lead of the playoffs, that could mean throwing yourself behind the eight ball and dropping a game on the road and leaving yourself all to do um, over the next two matches. So how does Atlanta United just put the regular season in the rearview mirror and say, hey, this is a whole new season, a whole new competition, we, we have to improve, and how do they get themselves in that mindset of, okay, leave the, leave the bad stuff in the rearview mirror, just move forward and be a different team, I guess. It's uh, – I don't know, and I don't know if they can. Um, we've heard the same mm-hmm. things all season. We have to clean up the little things, clean up the little things. Louisa Brom said it last Thursday. We just have to clean up the little things. It's like, well, if they're not cleaned up yet – why in the world should anyone think they're going to get cleaned up now? Uh, it's just, it hasn't happened. It didn't happen in the League's Cup. It didn't happen against Philadelphia. It didn't happen against Columbus. It didn't happen against Cincinnati. As much as the team was happy or pleased with a 2-2 draw against the Supporter Shield winners, it twice gave up a lead. And you, it's just, it's not a recipe for success. And the two goals that Cincinnati scored weren't, you know, unicorn goals. It was just poor defending by Atlanta United again. And it's it's shocking to me because Caleb Wiley has now been capped or made an appearance for the U.S. Brooks Linden has an appearance for the U.S. Miles Robinson has almost 30 appearances for the U.S. Louisa Brom has, I don't know, 40 appearances for Peru. You've got national team guys back there. And it's not all on them. It's, it's a whole team thing. But when it just keeps happening, it's, it's baffling more than, than finger-pointing. I guess it's, is it the structure? Is it the tactics? Is it the communication? I don't know, but, and it's not just this season. We've been talking about this since 2020. It's constant breakdowns on defense, just constant um, through four or five different managers. Now it's, it's a weird, weird thing. Well, you, you talk about how, how this continues to happen and, and you brought up leagues cup thinking about, the future, right? You've been knocked out of the U.S. Open Cup immediately, stunned. League's Cup, you, you, you don't really show up for it. And now you go into these playoffs. If there is a potential sweep, just on the table, do you see the Pineda's future still here going into next season? Do you subscribe to the AJC? Well, 
I live I live in I, Doug. I, I, now, do I get a discount? Are we on the line? <laughs> I think we're on the line. Subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. We're just not going to because Garth Lagerway just answered this question uh, the other day in a piece that appeared in the Sunday paper and on AJC.com. Uh, yeah, Panetta comes back next year. Okay. He's, got, he's got definitely one more year. There's options after that. Panetta definitely uh, returns next year unless he decides to leave. He gets a better offer from somebody else, but I don't think you're going to see that. Um, so here's a question for you all because I, I figured this out today, and it'll be a part of a story that'll be online tomorrow. Name for me the last high-stakes game that Atlanta United won against an opponent that you would consider equal or maybe greater talent. I mean, 2018 MLS Cup against Portland. I feel like that could have gone either way, really, even though Atlanta were the better attacking team that year. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Campeones uh, Cup. No, so the the last one, in my opinion, that they won was when they qualified for the playoffs on decision day. Uh, when they beat, uh, I think it was Cincinnati, Pineda's first half season there. They had to get that win to make the playoffs, and they did. But since mm. then, if you work it backward, two losses in the League's Cup, bounced out of the U.S. Open Cup, didn't make the playoffs last year, they had a chance to, but they couldn't win the last two games. Lost to Nashville in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, you just keep going backwards. And they, they, since they lost to Toronto in the 2019 Eastern Conference Finals, they have one win, in my opinion, in a high-stakes game uh, against equal talent. Look at this season. If they beat Philadelphia, they would likely finish top four. They couldn't do it. If they beat Columbus, they likely would finish top four. Couldn't do it. Couldn't beat Cincinnati. The, the DNA in these big games is just missing right now for you know a lot of reasons, including the other teams are trying to win too. I mean, it was earlier in the season, but I, I would say that the win against Philadelphia at home was a big win for this team. Obviously, it's too early in the season to right. be like a, a must-win situation, but I think it was one of the more impressive wins of the year for them. It was the only one that Atlanta United posted against the teams that finished above it in the Eastern Conference. They have one win all season against the top five teams, home or away, which is yeah. not a good stat. No. Cincinnati was looking good until, I mean, obviously you were still, you know, leaking goals, but the offense looked good, right? Like it looked like they were able to to create chances. And then obviously it all goes downhill. I guess one of the things you could really take out of it is you were down a man for pretty much the entire half and you didn't allow a goal. Right. Small win for this team. But I think it was something that was significant. Mm -hmm. But that's also kind of part of both the, thing that makes the team so intriguing and frustrating at the same time is in most games there is a lot of good but then there's just those few moments that you're just like what the heck man why did this happen and it's been that way again for for three seasons or so now um you know after out of every game there's a lot of positives but then there's those few little negatives that just kind of pull everything back down again because you can't explain them 
Yeah, and you talked about earlier the other players saying, "Oh, we got to fix the little things," so on and so forth. But I mean, sometimes that after a while that rings hollow, right? I mean, I kind of look at it as you know, when the club says, "Okay, we want to win trophies, we want to become a big club," and they say over and over and over again, but then the message just becomes hollow, just seems rehearsed. It kind of feels like it's the same thing with what you're just talking about. Oh, you got to fix the little things, this, that, and the other. I mean, it kind of has that same feel to it. Um, and I guess I kind of like, yeah, I'm trying to wrap my mind on why that is. I mean, why they haven't done it yet. It, it's just it's just weird. I mean, is it coaching? Is it the messaging or whatever? It's just Is it just bad writing. Yeah, or is it just yeah. bad <laughs> I mean, because the talking points for a while, uh, the last couple of seasons, it was, well, we just got to focus for 90 minutes. And then it's become, we just got to fix the, the little things. Um, which, you know, part of which could be concentration and focus. Uh, but the team has so much talent and it, it does so many good things. But then, you know, like the Cincinnati game, you give up the, those two weird goals. And the first time you played Cincinnati, they, they played Cincinnati, they were winning and then gave up the two late goals, both of which, or the one of which was fantastic by Acosta, but the second was easily avoidable and they didn't avoid it to, to lose to Cincinnati at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's just, it's, I, I wish I could explain it, but no one else seems to be able, including the players, seems to be able to, too. Yeah. I mean, you bring up that Cincinnati game at, at home. You're, you're up a goal at, at that point. And even even when you're, you know, Acosta ties it, you're, you're trying to get into a track meet with them. And, like, they, they absolutely should have had two or three goals uh, going back and forth for, from each team. But it was weird that they decided to try to get into that track meet instead of just trying to slow things down a little bit and, you know, try to take their chances. They just kept going back and forth. And, you know, unfortunately, you just at that time, you just couldn't finish. Right. Like the team was still yeah. I think, trying to get accustomed to each other. And, you know, I mean, they could have won that game four to one. I mean, that's it, just the, the chances that they were creating were, were great. Mm-hmm. They, they just couldn't finish. Now, can they do that in a playoff game? Can I mean, I, I think for them to win on Wednesday, they're going to have to score on uh, more of their opportunities than not because Cincinnati is, or I'm sorry, Columbus could very well just go back and, and put up two more very quick uh, on this on this defense. Yeah, I, I people wouldn't like, I don't think, to see this, but it would not bother me at all if Pineda just said, we're going with three center backs. We're going with two wing backs. We're clogging the middle. If we get a goal on a counter, if we get a goal on a set piece, if we score a 19th goal on a set piece this season, and we can get out of there 1-1 or get to a 1-1 draw and go to penalty kicks while missing one of the uh, finalists for league MVP, I would totally be fine with that um, from a soccer tactical standpoint. As an Atlanta United supporter, I assume people wouldn't want that. They would want – you know, the high scoring, whatever. But they also need to remember in 2018, Tata switched to a back three with two wing backs, a more defensive minded formation, some slightly defensive tactics because he knew to win these games in the playoffs, it's defense first. You got to be Worked able to. pretty good. So, yep. So <laughs> we'll see if, if uh, history is repeated here. It seemed like that was a hot question today uh, that was brought up quite a few times, right? About changing and, and letting the other team play with the ball more. And um, I know it was driven by 
I forget who was asking that question, but it seemed like it was asked quite a few times about maybe letting them have the ball a little bit more encounter. Orlando just hit a thunderbolt uh, to go up one to nothing on Nashville. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, Y'all got to see this goal. Yeah, Jason was asking <laughs> that question a few times about how comfortable Pineda is right now uh, with the team not having the ball and mentioned your excellent point about Atlanta United holding off Cincinnati despite only having 10 players uh, in the second half. And they didn't have the ball a lot. How comfortable he is with the team in that kind of uh, setting. And he said he was that they have a much better idea of what to do. They have a much better idea of when to be aggressive and things with their pressing, their communication and stuff. But again, we've heard that all season too. And it hasn't yet consistently come to fruition. It has in some games, but just yeah. not game to game to game to game to game. Yeah. So, Doug, let's kind of take a look at the playoffs thus far. Yeah. Uh, we we're kind of talking about it beforehand. Um, LAFC just all over Vancouver, probably no surprise. Cincinnati, 3 0 Red Bulls. Again, no surprise there. Philly winning at home again. Um, gets and be RSL. KC, probably the surprise of the playoffs thus far, depending mm-hmm. on who you ask, yeah. winning at City Park. I mean, what stood out to you over these past few matches? Um, any surprises? Anything that you're looking for as these kind of early matchups move on to match two? Yeah, I, I agree that Sporting Kansas City is the surprise. They were hot at the end of the season, and St. Louis was not. Uh, but yeah. still, to win 4-1. to one, is, is a pretty big deal, but part of it, you could argue, is the function of this format. Because there's no aggregate, it doesn't matter if you lose 9-1, to one, it doesn't matter if you win 9-1. to one. So, if, if you fall behind by a goal, I, I guess it's smart to maybe try to tighten up a little bit and try to sneak a goal, but because there's no aggregate, you could just say heck with it and just keep bombing everybody forward to try to get that tying goal. And it doesn't matter if I lose one to nothing or if I lose three to nothing, it's still just one loss that I can overcome. Um, so that's why I think you're seeing some higher scores and some, maybe some more blowouts than, than what we saw during the league season. I'm curious about the Seattle match tonight. I think that one's going to be a really good one. Um, and the, the Cincinnati, Red Bulls return uh, in Harrison, I think, is going to be a very, very interesting, very, very tough battle because Red Bulls have nothing to lose. And so they can go out and just try to put a bruising on Cincinnati, and there's not much Cincinnati is going to be able to do about it. What's your opinion about the format as a whole? I mean, I don't like kind it. Of an- <laughs> <laughs> Who don't does? Like it. It doesn't. It does not make sense to me. I don't understand why you just don't go two, 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 one. You would only be adding one more game, and what the heck difference does one more game matter after you played so many this season anyway? You know, um, and no one's still been able to explain why, for a fact, they decided to do it this way. Or to bring this back, because MLS has used it before. Charlie Bowen wrote a, a great story earlier this week mm. about the history of this weird format. Um, I don't like playoffs in any sport, 
especially ones that play seasons as long as MLS and, and Major League Baseball and the NBA and the NHL. It, they make no sense to me whatsoever. Um, you don't like fun? I do like playoffs fun. Playoffs are great. I mean, play, <laughs> playoffs are so fun, though, Like especially the hockey playoffs, like but, some of the best out there. But why not make the regular season more meaningful? Make those games count more rather than the contrived and it is contrived drama most of the time in playoffs because it's a best of three or a best of five or a best of seven. It's come on, man. You've already played 162 games or whatever it is. Why do you need to play this many more? It's crazy. Or just condense the playoffs back again. Make it, I don't know, make the regular season mean more. Yeah. Uh, Give me my, my old man wave. Uh. <laughs> and every team that finishes with the best record, like it's very rare they ever end up winning the championship. Yeah, it, it's 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 a curse. It's counterintuitive. It, it, it's it's I don't get it. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, definitely polarizing for sure. Polarizing of the players. You know, it's an open secret that while the players don't like it because it's more matches. Um, and more wear and tear along with league sub, uh, 34 matches of the regular season. And now you have an oppor- a, a potential of a team sweeping and winning back-to-back matches and not playing for three weeks. So yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, it's crazy. there's a lot, it's, lot to it. It's nuts. And then ne- next year is going to be really interesting to me. Um, if they bring back League's Cup and they do again where we're taking a month off, well, you've also got Copa America coming to the United States. Yeah. And oh. they can't play through Copa America. That would be counterintuitive to marketing and everything else, particularly if you have players on those South American teams that should be playing for their MLS team. So I, I don't know how the playoffs and all this is going to work next year. MLS Cup on uh, on New Year's Day? Uh, yep. And then we open training camp in a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. MLS Cup in Cincinnati and and ten feet of snow. Yeah, MLS Cup slash twenty twenty five. Look ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Brought um, by our partners at Adidas and Hyundai. Yeah. <laughs> so, how do you feel about Atlanta going forward? Like you've seen a lot. Of, last time we talked to you was before the season even started. And we were still unsure of a lot of things. Garth Lagerway just came in. A lot of confidence, at least at that point, just that you've got a guy with such experience coming in. You've seen the growth of the analytics, you know, scouting department. You've seen a, a, a very good secondary transfer window. We talked about before you hopped on, there's still a lot of changes. I mean, there you look at the potential, and now that you've confirmed that Brad's coming back, uh, that's one less thing. But there's still a lot on the table to get moved around with a lot of players coming in and out. How do you feel about this team for the next couple of years? I think they're positioning themselves very, very well. You're going to lose uh, Miles Robinson, uh, 98% sure. Um, so you got to replace a center back and arguably one of the best defenders in Major League Soccer. I think he's the best, still the best one on one defender in Major League Soccer. You got to replace him. You lose Hizetu. You got to replace him, but you've got Jay Fortune who can play that role. Um, so you're going to lose two starters, I think, and that's it, depending upon what happens with Almada. Robinson and Huzetu are gone simply because their contracts are up. Um, and if they're 
we all know what's happened with Robinson and the contract offer, and he's not signing it. Pozzetto, I don't think the team is going to bring back. Then you got to think they're going to get rid of Sosa if they can find a taker. They're going to get rid of Abara if they can find a taker. That's over a million dollars budget gone right there. Uh, Robinson is another, uh, what is it, one point something in TAM gone. Um, they're they're going to have some money. and A DP spot. Yeah, they do have a DP spot that I told everybody was going to stay open and no one wanted to believe me that it was going to stay open um, <laughs> or be open. Um, they got to figure out what they're going to do with Silva. Uh, his, he's still on loan. He started off hot, but he hasn't really done a whole lot since in the past three or four games. So this is a time for him to show, hey, uh, I'm worth it, whatever the transfer cost is. Um, but they're set up well. they got good veteran things. Uh, I mean, good veterans on the team, guys with a lot of experience, uh, not a lot of high salaries anymore. So they've got some money in the bank. They can go out and really try to add both – Quality and quality depth, which is a problem for most teams in Major League Soccer. It's a good yeah, thing. This is, it's so weird yeah. from last year, right? Like, you just looking the last couple of years, like, oh, you're stuck with this guy. You've got so many guys. Like, you've signed him to ridiculous contracts. Jurgen Dom's got a permanent room at the training ground till 2029. Like, it's just, <laughs> you have nothing to look forward to because you have too many unmovable pieces. And now you don't feel like you're in that situation. It's it's refreshing. It's interesting you bring up Jurgen Dom. And I oh, no. I don't break. D- don't do it. He's not coming back, right? I want to talk about this for a second. (laughs) When that salary came out, everyone was like, oh, my God, that is insane, right? Yeah. Because we learned about it uh, with the October salary dump by the uh, Major League Soccer Players Association, which they do twice a year. Uh, Sydney's drinking whiskey over there. Um, But (laughs) what I don't think – Caught me. The MLSPA included until this year with the October salary figures is that they're annualized. The figures are annualized for the summer signings. So the number that you're seeing is you're taking the the total that the player is getting for uh, whatever, four months, taking that day-by-day total and then multiplying it by 365. So yeah. that salary is going to look a lot bigger than what it actually is. Mm. I think that was your, what happened with Jurgen Dom's salary when that came out in October. I'd have to go back and look at the spring uh, database from MLSPA the next year to see if it was still that high. But that's what I think happened. So it wasn't the team made a really stupid financial signing. I think the numbers were inflated because they're annualized instead of actual for the second salary database. The term was, I think, my biggest problem, too, though. I mean, it was – I don't know if you needed him that long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, they were trying to make the playoffs at the time. They thought that, you know, Juergen, he was a well-thought-of prospect for a long, long time. They needed some offense. They needed some speed. You know, I I don't fault them for it. They were trying to they were trying to make the postseason, trying to save a season, trying to give the supporters what they said they want, an exciting fast team. Unfortunately, 
you're going to never figure out when he got the ball. Do I want to pass? Do I want to shoot? Do I want to dribble? Do I want to spin around in a circle? And sometimes he did all the things at the same time. <laughs> but those TikToks, that was that. Well, I don't, I don't have TikTok. I don't think I might have gotten it when Darren got on here, but I haven't been on TikTok in a thousand yeah. years, so I, don't, I do not know. Well, I don't blame you. You're not missing a whole lot. All right. Um, yeah, um, we'll get your predictions. I'll see your predictions in a second, but uh, I got to hit on this real quick from the chat. All we're asking about Firmino um, and how many minutes he'll get next year. Where? What What position? Yeah. If Tiago is back, then no. Um, if Tiago is sold, and I tweeted this earlier and people jumped on me because they don't understand context. I said, if, if he's sold, then yeah, Firmino is going to, he could, he'll get time as attacking midfielder and he could show the team, hey, look, you can count on me. I can be the guy. You don't have to go get another guy. Will that happen? I don't know, but he'll have an opportunity. I still think the team is likely going to go out and sign another exciting 10 as a DP. Um, but either way, Firmino is going to be a guy that will be a spot starter in Open Cup and Leagues Cup, if that's even a thing next year, in the highly prestigious AmFam Cup. Uh, <laughs> although, actually, that's not coming back next year, I don't think. I think that's mm. one for one year. Um, and, then, and then a late game sub. That, that's what I think. I think he's a great player. I just it think it's going to depend upon what happens with Almada and what the teams, what the team can bring in to replace Almada. Do you do you put him on loan? Who? And sometimes some uh, Firmino. Do you loan him out maybe to a USL championship club or anything like that? Get him some time. Why would he want that? He's worked this yeah. hard to get a first team contract. Why would he? Right. Want yeah. That? Yeah. Good yeah. shout. Good shout. Um. So. Going back to the series, Atlanta Columbus, um, not just match one, but as the series plays out as a whole, what are kind of your predictions for the opening match and then how things will turn out for the remainder of the series? Um, can I let it make a series out of it, or should we expect you know, just a one-and-done situation from this team? Two-and-done, technically. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, Atlanta, yeah. even without Tiago, Atlanta still has the talent that they could go and steal a win. Um, if, if they have to do it twice, um, if they you know, screw up at home, I, I don't think they can go to Columbus and win twice. I, I don't know of any team in the league that can go and do it twice. Um, so much depends on, on this first game. Um, to me, Atlanta still is a team that doesn't play with confidence until something good happens. They don't just walk out and play confidently. They need a goal. They need something good. And then you see it ratchet up. You know, they go from first gear to second gear to third gear pretty quickly. But it could take them a while to get out of first gear. And if Columbus puts a goal on them early, I I don't know what happens. Um, I don't think Atlanta United is going to advance because Columbus is really, really good. Um, that's not really a knock on Atlanta so much as it is a compliment to Columbus. Sure. But I don't think Atlanta gets out of gets out of this round. And if they you don't, think they push it to three? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think they, yeah, yeah. I think they'll push it to three. Um, and if they don't, they're going to be kicking themselves 
for some of the drop dropping points to Toronto, one of the worst teams in MLS history, and, and some games like that that cost them a top four spot. So many yep. games dropped in the in the final fifteen minutes, you know, on the yep. road. I mean, they also won some games in the final fifteen minutes, but yeah, I understand sure. the point. Yeah. <laughs> but like, especially on the road, though, because yeah. You, yeah. It, there, there's a line there of uh, of away your away stats, your away wins, and you had so many in the bag that you could have, especially early on in the season. I think yeah. you had like yeah. four four out of like your first ten road games where you were winning. You know, right at the end, and and then you most of them ended up in draws. Like you get a, a couple of those wins, and and you're 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 you know you're in the top four potentially. It, it's crazy to go back and 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 look at that. But it was yeah. a different. Also, it was a really different team. Pro, you know, around that time, it was a lot less experience on that squad. Yeah, that's true. But it was it was also a problem last year. Um, I I'd have to go back and look at the stat that I had written. They, oh, I think it was like they dropped 14 points or 19 points or something like that from winning positions oh. last year. I'd have to go back and look. That, that's not a quotable stat, but it was a lot of points that they had dropped from winning positions. Um, and the same thing happened this year, which goes back to the you got to clean up the little things that just aren't happening for whatever reason. But Brooks Lennon did say today, he thinks this team is the most prepared for any game that it's ever been. So we'll have to see. Okay. So question for you, Doug. Here's a trivia question. When was the last time Brooks Lennon said that? Tyler and I talk about this all the time. That they're the this is the most prepared they've ever been? Prepared, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, that doesn't ring to me like one of his common phrases, but maybe it is, and I've just kind of ignored it. So it was the Philadelphia match at home. Was it? Okay. Yeah. That was the same thing. They they watched a lot of tapes. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that that he says that because that's that's the exact same statement that that he made right after that game. The the thing that is going to be interesting for me is if Columbus comes out and does something that Lenny United has not prepared for, they are not good at all about making a quick in-game adjustment to to counter whatever it is. They always, at least in what Pineda says, or the and the players say, they wait until halftime, which I don't understand. How with all the experience, you can't just say, okay, we've seen this before. You take him now. You take him to get back to the one-on-one matchups instead of having somebody who's defending no one, because Columbus last game floated their fullback inside almost as a holding central midfielder, and that caused Atlanta United troubles. That's something they said they hadn't seen. So if Columbus does something like that and Atlanta United hasn't prepared for it, you'll be able to tell pretty quickly. But then I want to see how quickly can Atlanta United come up with its own counter on Wednesday to whatever it is that Columbus is doing. And if they are down, they just need to try to to get to half at least and not cause more damage. Doug, the last time we hung out in Columbus was a complete disaster, right? <laughs> on Star Wars on Star Wars night. But that was a situation <laughs> where it was a mess. And like you're down one nothing. Just get to half down one nothing. And I think they allowed like a, a goal right at the end uh, of the half. And then uh, Gutman got hurt, and it was like all downhill from there. Yeah, I think it was a goal right at the beginning of the second half. I think I it, it doesn't matter. Um, they lost six to one. They were without a whole lot of starters. Columbus was without a lot of starters. Um, 
anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens on Wednesday. We'll see. Yep, indeed. Um, we'll cut you loose here in a second, but any um, any particular destinations you go to Columbus when you're there? Or? Uh, the hotel, the stadium, the hotel, the airport. <laughs> um, now, th- there is a really good deli in Columbus that was on Man versus Food. Um, it's uh, I cannot I, juniors, maybe I that's so. uh, uh, really really good hamburgers. Um, hmm. So if you're in, and there's a good bookstore, and is it called Germantown? There's is a that, Germantown, yeah, yeah. There's a fantastic bookstore in Germantown too. Uh, that that I won't go to there tomorrow because this will be or Wednesday because it's an in and out trip. Um, but that that's a good place to go to. So if you look up bookstores, Germantown, Columbus, it should pop up. Okay. Well, enjoy your trip to Columbus, and you know, thanks again for joining us. Always appreciate you having out having you on, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you soon. Tell Tyler, as I tweeted, if he were a pro. He would be on here mining yeah. <laughs> or something. I'm just, I'm, I'm so disappointed in Tyler. Just so next time we will. Um, if I were y'all, I might boot him and bring him. We, th- we thought about show it. Show up for every show. I know, Doug, right? Can you do me a favor and save a seat next to you? I'll, I'll, I'll be back. We can hang out. <laughs> I can do that. I can. Hey, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Really quick. M and M's. Easy. Reese's. Plain M and M's, no peanuts. I have a peanut phobia. Apparently, I caused a bit of an uproar today with openly wondering if Starbursts are a, ga- a candy or a gum. I'm in two discords, Doug, and two <laughs> discords talked about that tweet. You, you did, uh, you did cause chaos. I got to thinking about it. I was like, is it a candy? It seems more like a candy flavored gum to me. But whatever. I agree. Someone I put agree. someone put playoff Doug and then your tweet and then I had to click it and then it was that and I go, oh man, what what did Doug tweet? And then I find out it's about candy. Oh. And what is I'll Tyler doing in here now? Tyler if Oh, he's yeah, gone. Yeah. If you he's if you high on NyQuil. Tyler just kinda <laughs> mimed. It's out here mining, so um Doug, really appreciate your time. That's oh yeah, no problem, guys. Anytime. See you on Wednesday, Doug. If they make it to the next round and Tyler again wusses out, just <laughs> I'll step in. <laughs> we'll see y'all. We later. appreciate it. See ya. Right. Okay. Bye bye. Thanks. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> it always turns to chaos at the end of an interview. It always turns into I chaos. I know. Um, so what's way, your prediction? Starburst is a candy, right? Starburst. Is a candy, Starburst? Right? Yeah, come on. Oh no, it's 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 a drug. <laughs> it, is, it can be. It can How do be. you ask what Starburst is? <laughs> you don't know what Starburst is? They have commercials. Uh, anyway, wait. Did you seriously um, not know Starbucks was or Starbucks Starburst was a candy? No, I was asking you. Do you consider it a candy or a gum? I know oh. Starburst is. I eat it all the time. Come on. <laughs> so. Random fact, I've only chewed one piece of gum in my life. And that really? one piece of gum that I chewed in my life, I was paid $25 because someone was amazed that I don't chew gum. And they asked me if I could walk and chew gum at the same time. And I did. And I, I got did. $25. And 
and that's my entire that's my entire story that's how your betting career began right that's how (laughs) that's uh how how it started all right um, what's happening what's your predictions what what what's happening game one what's happening your series tyler type in your prediction uh we'll read what what you think what you think your score is here and, and what your series is yeah, while he's doing that, I'll give you mine. Um, I think it's 2-1 Columbus here in match one. I think Atlanta United's kind of bad habits come back to haunt them. Um, obviously, Amada missing is the big one, the big discussion point. So I think Sabo will be there, but at the same time, it just won't be the same without Tiago Amada. So, yeah, I definitely think it's um, 2-1 Columbus. I think maybe Kucho scores, um, and then... Just for kicks, um, Nagy probably scores a banger or something. Uh, so that's just my prediction for Atlanta. Yako scores, but I think Columbus does win at home and comes back to Mercedes Benz Stadium with a 1 0 lead and some confidence and the chance to end things at Mercedes Benz Stadium. Um, and match two. What are your thoughts, Tommy? Well, but before I get to that, then just what's your overall. Got to get this in now, so we we can just claim how how right. Who wins the series and how many games? I think Columbus is three. Columbus is three. Okay. I uh, agree with Doug. I, yeah, I agree with Doug. I don't think Atlanta's winning twice in Columbus. I I think it's two one Columbus that wins the series. I think Atlanta loses this first game three to one. Uh, I, I I think they have a dominating win. And I, I think it's going to start questioning Col- Columbus um, after getting dominated in the Benz. Uh, and I, I feel like there's going to be a. I think Game Three is going to be dramatic, and it's going. It's going to go into penalties. Unfortunately, we just know what happens with Atlanta United and, and penalties, and uh, it's just downhill from there. Uh, Tyler has stated that it's going to be two-two. They sneak into PKs and they win. So he just said, screw you, Tommy, and your predictions. Atlanta <laughs> does win in uh, PK. And the NyQuil has hit Tyler Pilgrim, ladies and gentlemen. Tyler says Atlanta in two. Tyler's Someone has hacked. to believe in here. I think someone hacked Tyler's computer and is tweeting out pro Lady United propaganda. Don't talk about getting hacked. Do you know how <laughs> my Instagram got hacked? Real quick. That's right. That's right. My 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 old Instagram account that I created before we started this was Let's Go Ducks ninety six. I got an alert that someone in Brazil accessed my account. Next thing you know, it's Let's Go Ducks nine one six like fifty underscores. They're posting things like saying I bought a Porsche. Brazil. Uh, <laughs> Brazil. Yeah. Uh, That's where I uh, bought a I, from, right? Oh my God! Would that be something? <laughs> Screw you, Tommy, for talking Dang. about you all season. Dang. But I got like I bought a mansion. Uh, there's videos of me like at a pool, not me, but like someone else pretending to be me playing pool uh, somewhere in L.A. And then I finally get into my account. It was like a thing where I had to send like videos of myself like to Instagram. It was if anyone ever gets hacked, reach me because I, I figured, finally figured it out. But I got back onto my Instagram account today, and it's amazing how much people fell for fake Tommy because like <laughs> someone was like. I got messages. Oh my God, Tommy, I'm so proud that you bought a Porsche. <laughs> what? You thought I bought a Porsche? 
And then there were like other people out there that are like, someone like sent me like a funny video on Instagram. And then they would just respond. The fake Tommy would respond back with got Bitcoin. Have you bought Bitcoin before? And then people were like, I'm sorry, what? And then he was like sending links <laughs> for people to buy Bitcoin. So the worst part was I get back on my account and create a video that says poor Tommy's back. You know, rich Tommy's gone and people are upset. They want baller Tommy. They don't want poor ass Tommy. They want baller Tommy on here. He was way more fun. So now I've got to like live my life to the fullest and start posting crazy videos of me just throwing money everywhere. That's depressing. What kind of Porsche was it? I don't know. And it was a 2021 and someone responded back. The best comment was, why are you bragging about a two-year-old Porsche, cheap ass? <laughs> At least speak for at least speak for Orlando, right? Come on now, <laughs> right? Uh, so that that was that was my nightmare this this weekend, and I finally well, got it fixed. I'm glad you got it back. Glad you got Me it too. back. Just um, in time. Just in time. Exactly. That's well, watch along, everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> back on topic. Watch along. Right. Uh, Patreon. Join our Patreon. Uh, I don't know if we still have free trials out there or not. Yeah, we do. Um, we do have free okay. trials. So even so if you want to try us fun. out, um, we, we've got to. We're going to probably do some type of Patreon episode throughout these playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. Try to figure some stuff out. Maybe get some Columbus people in here as well um, yeah. to do some things. But we'll we'll have the watch along on Wednesday. So we'll get that link out um, to all our Patreons on Wednesday. Come hang out with Sydney and Tyler. I'll hop on when I can, and ha- have a good time. Yeah, looking forward to the series and hoping for the best. We're kind of preparing for the, the worst, so we'll see what happens. Um, I'll be high on life on 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 Wednesday, though. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll walk in that stadium and I'll say we're winning five to one. I don't know about that, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, we're out of here. Have a Thanks good night. For watching and listening. We really appreciate you guys. As always, you say all the time. You're the reason we do this and appreciate you watching on Twitter, Twitch. I said Twitter, I meant X, X, Twitch, YouTube, whatever, listening to the podcast. Definitely appreciate you. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. How does Doug just drop that first Brad's here until like 2035? <laughs> and then on top of it says the AmFam Cup is, is not coming back this year. Man, Doug just mm. ruined my life. Yeah, that's kind of like a kind of like a low blow right there. No, Anthony. A Doug bomb. Is it a Doug bomb? bomb? Is that what it's called? A robber bomb. Rover bomb. Well, robber bomb because it's Robertson. Yeah, Robertson. whatever. I got All right, the team. Bye. See ya. We're out of here. Bye.